This is Late Night Council. Ask the pastor about as close to God as you're ever going to get. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so listen, why don't you give me a call when you want to start taking things a little more seriously? It's okay, this is really serious. John Council. Ask the pastor. That sounds better. Yeah, I know John Council. Ask the pastor. Ask the pastor. He may have the answer. Again, he may not. Late night council. Ask the pastor. He's got a direct line, folks. Man, I haven't heard that in months. Oh, I was so good to hear it here, though, eh? Mmm. Thanks for tuning in again. Now, I got to tell you this right at the outset, okay? If you're listening on Wednesday, May 11th, you're listening live. If you're listening on Thursday, May 12th, it's a repeat broadcast of Wednesday, May 11th. So in the new format of Late Night Council, Wednesday night Ask the Pastor is live, and then it gets replayed live at latenightcouncil.com on Thursday night. Okay, and of course, it's available for podcast as well. And uh, the show is evolving. The website is evolving. You went to Late Night Council to, uh, of course, connect with us. That is not the permanent website. I got a glimpse at the new website that should be out hopefully within a week. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it is a true masterpiece. If it isn't a Rembrandt, it's a regular Gump Worsley. I'm telling you, it's just gorgeous. You need to see it. And, 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 and we're doing our best to get it out there. And in the meantime, though, here we are doing live radio on the net, and it is open line, open topic, oh, although with that Ask the Pastor twist to it, you veterans of the show, you know, that screamed and yelled and wanted me to get back on the air where your prayers were answered, here I am. If you know anything about Ask the Pastor and the way it works, it works like this. It's open line, open topic. You could talk about whatever you want to talk about, but whatever you ask, whatever you share, whatever you say on the program, I'm going to respond from a biblical perspective, okay? If you've got thoughts on the news, I'm going to give you the biblical perspective on it. If you've got thoughts on what's going on in media and pop culture, pop culture, huh, what a, what a, what a lame term that is. So, you know, whatever's going on in the backyard, over the fence with the neighbors, whatever you, you know, overheard at Tim Hortons over coffee, you want a biblical perspective on it, that is the foundation, that is the core of Ask the Pastor. That's how it works from this end, okay? Now, you can come at it from whatever end you want. Okay, and uh, uh, I mean, I've been an ordained minister for. Let me see. I've been I've been in full time pastoring for thirty five years, but I've been ordained for thirty years. Okay, and on Wednesday, and I'm always a pastor, but on Wednesday night, I I kind of tighten the screws on my pastor's helmet a little bit tighter, and uh, you know, we give you the biblical perspective on things. Okay, uh, almost gave out the old phone number. I'm going to try and not do it once tonight. Here's the new phone numbers, kids. Local here in Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec. Okay, three four three seven hundred forty three nine. The show works way better if we got live calls, folks. Of course, if you're listening on Thursday night, you can't call in because there's nobody here right now, okay? But we're live on Wednesday night. And those of you that are listening right now, come on, we want to give those listeners on Thursday night a reason to tune in, right? Okay? And if you do call in, the beauty of that is if you, you know, you can listen to yourself tomorrow night to see how, how you know, how brilliant you sounded, okay? 343-700-4390. That is Eastern Ontario, Western Quebec. 343-700-4390. And the toll-free number, oh, the toll-free number for all those, you know, for all those people that are listening in far away, exotic places that, you know, you got to take a plane to get here. Uh, you know, like if you're listening from uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta, okay, uh, we wish you well, and our thoughts and our prayers are with you. And, uh, you know, we've been giving you a lot of run on this program. And, uh, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers. You know, when people say our thoughts and our prayers are with, you know, people in Fort McMurray, do they really mean that? 
you know, what good are your thoughts going to be? I, I, I would suggest, it's just my opinion, you can argue with me if you want, I would suggest that your thoughts about Fort McMurray mean jack squat. But your prayers, your prayers, well, that's a totally different ball game, okay? Your prayers for Fort McMurray, well, that means everything, okay? And, uh, I, and I think they're, they're powerful, and I think they're effective, and I think they're meaningful as well, okay? So uh, uh, that's our side of the bargain. Uh, 1-800-562-4766. That number is good, as I said, for all over North America. If you're calling from, oh, let's see, if you're calling from Success, Saskatchewan, uh, Potash, Alabama, if you're calling from Poe Monkey Landing, Maryland, or maybe Thursday, you're calling from Thursday, not from the future, no, from Thursday, West Virginia. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC is on. LNC, of course, starts for stands for late night council okay one eight four four lnc is on or if you like numbers five six two four seven six six it is ask the pastor live here on late night council.com the decline the decline and i think anybody that's you know a a a, a follower of christ okay a a christian and and probably yeah if you're an orthodox jew uh, if you are a Muslim, you know, and if you're a Muslim and you've been in North America for, oh, maybe two or three generations, you know, you, you notice that there's a, a, a dramatic decline in, uh, in uh, morality. I refer to it often as biblical morality, but biblical morality is to a great degree shared by uh, uh, Jews and, and Muslims and, and, you know, people, you know, who believe that uh, you may not even be, you have faith in God, but you look at the Ten Commandments and you go, you know, that's not a bad basis for a society. That's not a bad basis for a culture. Anybody that gives credence to that and has a respect for the Ten Commandments and, and what we will call foundational Judeo-Christian biblical morality, you would, you would probably agree that, that there's been a dramatic decline in in morality in the last couple generations in in our culture and and uh, promotion and acceptance of the widespread butchering and dismembering and slaughtering of children in North America is not only tolerated it's promoted protected and paid for by your tax dollars John what on earth are you are you talking about here okay well, I'm talking about, like, we don't refer to, you know, abortion as, uh, you know, the slaughtering and uh, the butchering and dismembering of innocents, but that's exactly what it is. But because we've seared our consciences, we had to sanitize it and make it, you know, like a, a, a morally acceptable. Those of us that understand morality, we see through right that see right through that sham, and we see it for what it is, okay? Now, that's just one issue. What the Bible, uh, what the Bible labels as depraved, for instance— is protected and it's promoted and you can get fired from your job and you can get sued if you so much voice any disapproval of what the Bible labels as depraved and perverted. Now, looking for reasons, you know, to kill off the suffering by changing terminology, uh, you know, and and please, that's not state-sponsored homicide. It's assisted dying, okay? It's dying with dignity. It's, you know, uh, uh, the rights of the dying. Sounds so sanitized, doesn't it? Okay? Sounds so, oh, yeah, well, of course, that's, that's acceptable. And uh, the decline of morality, though, now you're sounding, you're probably thinking, oh, here's a doom and gloom Bible thumper, you know, pounding it out here, and uh, uh, I can just hear what he's going to say next. Well, you didn't expect me to say this. The decline of morality in North America particularly, and in Western culture, it has a silver lining to it. 
It does. It really does. It has a silver lining to it. Okay? It's becoming a dividing line, at least within the Christian faith. I can't say this for uh, uh, Judaic, Judaism or Islam, okay? But at least within the, in the Christian faith, it's becoming a dividing line between followers of Christ and pretenders. In other words, devout biblical Christians and people that are just kind of like along for the ride, okay? When I describe people that are kind of long for it, uh, along for the ride, sometimes we refer to them as CEO Christians, okay? They only show up in church for Christmas and Easter only, okay? They, they espouse a, like a watered-down, mamby-pamby, don't take a stand for anything controversial, and, uh, you know, faith is, is uh, something that's, you know, uh, 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 faith is, 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 is something that you, you kind of keep private, okay? And the line between the pretenders and the true followers of Jesus Christ is getting starker. It's getting more defined. And I'm kind of I'm kind of delighted with that. Now we could talk about that tonight or whatever else is on your mind. On Ask the Pastor, it is really open line, open topic. Although whatever you bring to the program, I am going to respond from a biblical perspective, okay? Now I can go two hours ranting and raving on, you know, trying to fix the world by myself, but I find it's a much easier job when your calls come in and we have live dialogue going on. So 343-743-90, if you can't remember the phone numbers, they are on latenightcouncil.com now because, you know, we've already launched, okay? The launch took place last Monday and uh, we're live and at her now and you can participate and you can change the the course of history you can mold public opinion by getting on by getting on the air with me 343-700-4390 that's 343-700-4390 the long distance line good for all over north america and we keep you know calling out those communities here because we want you to know you can join us and if you're in canada of course you know our, our biggest listening audience is here in the capital region and if you're calling from like robert's arm newfoundland or you know romeo colorado or topmost Kentucky, or if you're calling from uh, Torpedo, Pennsylvania, yeah, you can even you can even affect the lives and the opinions of people in uh, uh, the capital of the most politically correct country on the planet. Okay, and of course we're you know exposing that politically correct nonsense for what it is uh, right here on Late Night Council three four three seven hundred forty three ninety the long distance line one eight four four LNC is on one eight four four five six two four seven six six so this dividing line between people that are, you know, I would term real biblical Christians, authentic, the real deal, and the pretenders, you know, the hangers-on, the ones that want the best of both worlds, you know, um, that line is getting starker all the time because of decline of morality. I quoted, oh, what was his name? I hope I've got his name right. The Cardinal, he was the Archbishop of the Chicago Diocese, okay, and he died just last year. And, you know, he was, he took a lot of, you know, pretty stark and powerful stands for biblical morality, okay? Exposed the abortion farce for what it is. Uh, you know, took a stand for, you know, traditional uh, marriage, what marriage has been since the dawn of civilization. You know, spoke out very, very strongly on uh, the hypocrisy of uh, what is so-called, uh, you know, assisted dying. And uh, he made the statement, he says, I expect to die in bed. And remember, he is the Archbishop of Chicago, okay? A cardinal, as a matter of fact. He says, I expect to die in bed. I expect my successor to die in prison. And I expect my successor's successor to die a martyr in the public square. Hmm. 
I wonder how prophetic his words are going to be. The pretenders, okay, the pretenders. I'm not talking about the, you know, the rock band that was fronted by Chrissy Hind. But the pretenders to the faith. Here's a typical line that the pretenders use, okay? And please don't ride that, you know, high hobby horse of saying, oh, John, you're being so judgmental. No, I'm not. I'm expressing an opinion, okay? And it seems as though we live in a culture now where everybody is afraid to take a stand for something, you know? And, and here's the problem with not taking a stand for something. If you don't take a stand for something, you will fall for anything and we've got a culture that falls for anything now they're the easiest to deceive they're the easiest to lie to they're the easiest to manipulate because they don't know where they stand morally anymore relativism has basically taken their moral brains and turned them into chicken soup now in the context of people who follow christ okay where you know where i do a lot of my trafficking okay typical line they use oh religion is a personal thing it's private now, remember I said, you know, uh, 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 what you bring to the program, I'm going to give you the biblical perspective. You know what the biblical perspective is on that line? Christ was very, very stark when he said, if you're ashamed of, my, of me and my words, I will be ashamed of you, okay? His words, of course, is the word of God. His words, of course, is, you know, uh, uh, the lifestyle that he uh, was expecting us to live and to lay down. And boy, oh boy, I mean, if I had a dollar for every politician I've heard say, well, I don't discuss, you know, I don't discuss uh, 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 my faith. That's kind of a personal thing. You know, what the, you know what the translation of that is? And, you know, we had a bit of it last night on the program. Whenever you hear a politician say, uh, uh, I think faith is a personal thing and uh, it's something I don't discuss publicly, he, what he's really saying is I will say anything to get elected and if you espouse some type of religious faith, that's about the most politically incorrect thing that, uh, uh, you know, anybody can espouse nowadays, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on that. Next question, please. And I try to remind people, and I tweeted this out a couple weeks. I stole it from somewhere. I don't know. I've never said an original thing in my life, okay? This, uh, this person that, you know, 2.5 billion people on, on the planet follow, and uh, a, a pretty good percentage of those 2.5 billion people really do follow him. I mean, he has an impact in their life, okay? Um, he wasn't crucified for saying nice, politically correct things, okay? Like, all men will hate you because of me. Yeah, when was the last time you heard any kind of politician or any kind of religious pretender, you know, wax eloquent on that? Pretty difficult to put in to infuse the Orwellian 1984 newspeak on, uh, on that scripture, okay? I, a few years ago, a few years ago, I, I remember somebody saying, I remember, you know, uh, bringing the, the, the quote to the show and, and getting a few calls on it, you know? Somebody put out, in the, and, and, and there were some Christians that were really offended by it, but I, you know, I thought there was sense to it. There was somebody that said a few years ago, the problem with Christians in Western, Western culture today is no one wants to kill them anymore, does that ruffle your feathers? Does that kind of go, whoa, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, well, let's talk about it, okay? It's uh, Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. This is, it is Late Night Council, but Late Night Council has, you know, three versions, and Wednesday night is the Ask the Pastor version of it. And uh, we are going to take a break. We've got really different commercials on Late Night Council. Okay, what do you do for commercials when you're not taking anybody's money yet? Well... You do commercials out of the goodness of your heart because there's some businesses in town that you really, really believe in. And I have no problem trumpeting the virtues of the people you're hearing about for next week or two. 
Although you can advertise, and we're going to be ramping that up next week. But we want your calls. It's a lot better if you're calling in and I get to interact with you. And I haven't had any so far. I don't call in because you feel sorry for me. You think I need calls. No, no, no. I don't need calls. I like calls. I want calls. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. is the toll-free. This is Late Night Council. Stay with us. I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them council sent you. That'll make them smile. Hey, we're all getting older. Someday you're not going to be able to cut the lawn or shovel the walk or clean out the eaves troughs like we used to. We're going to want to shift gears. Put the feet up. Let somebody else do all of that. I hope when that time comes, you'll have already checked out Orchard View Living Centers. Great facilities, great people, great programs, and best of all, a lot of happy, satisfied residents. Find out what living should be. OrchardViewLivingCenter.ca in beautiful Manitou. I bought my Toyota Yaris from Tony Graham Canada eight years ago. It now has 340,000 kilometers on it, easily the most reliable car I have ever owned. I was talking to my mechanic. I said, Erwin, you must fix a lot of cars. Is my car unique or all Yaris's like this? He said, no, they're all like that toughest little car he's ever seen. And he also said Toyota just makes better cars, the kind you keep for a long time, not the kind that you have to replace every three or four years because it's falling apart. Tony Graham, Canada Toyota. When you want a vehicle that's going to last a long time. Well, ready or not, here you come. Here we come. Now, some would say it's a miracle I'm on the air. You know, if if you knew all of the background information of how this happened, okay, and how I did get back on the air, you would call it a miracle. And here we are doing Ask the Pastor in a state-of-the-art studio in a blown-out bunker basement in the middle of a, a middle of the, the capital of the most politically correct country in the world doing Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390 if you want to get in on this, and I invite you to. It's always better when you do. 343-700-4390. And if you're calling anywhere in North America, Guam, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Alaska, the number's good for all those regions, one eight four four. lnc is on. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 562 4766 
Now, we've got somebody on here. I don't know what their name is, but uh, let's see if we can bring them on. I think they're ready to go. Let's see who we got here. It's David. David, are you there? Not too bad. How are you? Long time no talk. Long time no talk. So did you call me in the in the previous incantation of Ask the Pastor, David? No, I used to work at Bell Media. You used to work at Bell Media. Cool. Did they let you go too? Yes, they did. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. We kind of like have something in common then, don't we? You know, almost like yes, Blood I- Brothers, you know? Yes, for sure. Brothers from a different mother. I'm not recognizing your voice yet, David, but it'll probably click in as we keep talking. So uh, what's on your mind tonight? It is Ask the Pastor, so I'm coming coming from a, a, you know, a unique perspective here tonight. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to know your religious views on Donald Trump. My religious views on Donald Trump. Boy, you know what, David? I really don't know who I'm talking to here, but boy, you would almost be a planted call. Because as you know, if calls don't come in, I, I've got to be ready to fly. And almost all my material tonight, you wouldn't believe all the stuff that uh, people are writing about Donald Trump and his claims, you know, that the evangelicals are backing him. They're not backing him at all. The only evangelical, uh, the, 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 most of the evangelicals that are backing him are, are, you know, what I would call the CEO type of evangelicals. Christmas and Eastern only, they're in evangelical uh, in name only. And if you stay tuned tonight, you're going to hear some, you know, some pretty uh, uh, some pretty radical writing on people that are just exposing him for the pretender that he is. You know, as far as as far as the biblical perspective, this guy's an adulterer that goes around bragging about his adultery. Uh, this guy is a financer of strip clubs in Ant- Atlantic City that everybody knows, you know, takes advantage of the disenfranchised and is connected with human trafficking, and there's prostitution involved as well. I mean, he's in that business, and he boasts about it, okay? He boasts about how many women he scored with, you know, uh, when he was having his affairs, even on, you know, wives that he was married to. And evangelicals in North America are saying, oh, yeah, we're back in this guy? What, are they crazy? You know? He doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have a biblical leg to stand on. Yeah, he carries around a Bible like he thinks he does. Well, you know why? Because because voters are so easy to fool. They're so easy to manipulate. You know, they don't uh, they don't scrutinize their leaders anymore, and that's not just in the states, that's here in Canada as well, you know? These guys mm-hmm. these guys promise the moon, and when they don't deliver, well, at least in Canada, well, they've got state-run media here, you know, to, to protect them and, and make sure that they're not scrutinized and they can continue on in their deception. It's despicable. It is. It is completely despicable. Anyway, anything else? No, I just wanted to hear your religious views on Donald Trump. And, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say those are religious views. Those are biblical views. I know what biblical morality is, okay? And, you know, and, and the Bible says that we're all sinners, that there's none righteous, okay? None of us, okay? But, I mean, and Donald Trump six months ago is on record as saying, why do I have to forg- ask forgiveness for anything when I'm not doing anything wrong, Okay. I mean, if you're ever going to know God's grace, if you're ever going to know the favor of God, you first have to come to a realization that, you know what, I don't have it all together. I need a savior. And I have never seen a political leader with a bigger ego than this in my life. And and the fact that he's fooled so many Christians shows you the dismal state of biblical morality, even amongst people that call themselves Christ followers of North America. But, like I said at the beginning of the program, you know, uh, uh, this kind of decline in biblical morality in Western culture is uh, is really, it's serving to draw a very stark line between pretenders in the faith and people that are really devout and really have got it going. And, you know, like, uh, pretenders, their churches don't stay open that long. 
They're the churches that are closing down or being turned into, you know, community centers and art galleries and, you know, condo complexes because nobody wants to go anymore, okay? And, and there's a direct correlation, there's a direct correlation between religious movements in North America that are folding up, dying, and going bankrupt, and a departure from biblical morality, okay? The churches that are still adhering to the power of God to change people so that they become, you know, like Christ, okay? And that message... We can't build our churches fast enough, okay? The mega church movement, the mega church movement in North America, none of them are, are churches that, you know, are, have departed from biblical morality. They're all churches that, that, that preach the Bible and do their best to live it. And, and Trump knows that there's too many of them that I guess that are easy to fool. And, uh, uh, but, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that are on to him, and there's a lot of material out there that, expose, that, it's, that are exposing him for the, you know, the hypocrite that he is. But that's just my opinion, David. Well, that's, that's so, a very so, good opinion. So, David, have, have you got an opinion? I have an opinion about him and very, like, negative about it. But I, I, say, I still think that, you know, with the whole Ted, uh, I think it was a Ted Cruz that dropped out, right? Yeah. And I think that that had to do with, him too because i don't know like there's too much going on in the u.s and i think that so why do you think ted cruz dropped out because ted cruz is a very you know he's a very devout christian he's certainly not perfect he's certainly not perfect but but i would suggest that he's and and it's just my opinion here i reserve the right to be wrong okay i can't judge you i don't know all the facts but from the outside it looks like he's you know he's trying to live a christ-like life with a lot greater effort than donald trump is do you think it has to do with donald trump and his whole sheer fact that he was you know, potentially could have won because, like, I think Ted Cruz had a better. Chance Probably, you know, why flog a dead horse if you know you're if you if you can see that if you read the tea leaves. Ted Cruz is a very politically smart man. I think he understands. Yeah, but, look, at this is unwinnable, so I'm going to back off. That's my own personal thought. I could be I wrong. David, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for calling, in, buddy. All right, well, thank you so much. Good having you on. Brothers from a different yeah. mother. Former yeah. employee of Bell Media. Maybe we should join a club. You know, get T-shirts or whatever. I don't know. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. I'm going to bring in Connie in Canada. Hello, Connie in Canada. Pastor John. How are you? I am so excited. You're so excited. It's been a long three months. Connie in Canada, come on down. You're our next contestant on Late Night Council. Oh, how are you? How am I? You know, Connie, I was kind of okay before you called in. But now that you've called in, my goodness, I'm much better now. Oh, oh, yeah, you just raised the bar, yeah. So what's on your mind, <laughs> Connie, besides being excited that I'm back on the air? <laughs> well, what I've got on my mind, I've got a real dilemma, but I'm going to just put it to you because I need your opinion on a it. A real dilemma. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a, about euthanasia. Because euthanasia. I murder. Yep, I think it's murder. Yeah, the amount of, the amount of euthanasia, you know, like, uh, is growing probably more than any other continent. Yeah, unfortunately, it's legal in Quebec she, now. She didn't get it there, folks. I was trying to make a joke, but she didn't pick up on it. That's okay. We'll no, just, I didn't we'll, pick up on we'll, it because we'll I'm so continue, just... We'll just continue with the sorry. call. Uh, uh, go ahead, okay, Connie. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> so, state-sponsored homicide. What's your opinion on it? Well, I'm devastated that Quebec has passed a law that it's now state-sponsored homicide. But that's what Quebec I wants. Want bi- Pardon? That's what Quebec wants. Yeah, but it's not... But it's wrong. It's, well, yeah, it's, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. 
but, you know, that's what the people want. And I wouldn't sanction it whatsoever. And, uh, uh, you know, we hear people railing on politicians, you know, like uh, me and the last last caller and I kind of did in the previous caller. But, you know... the people that hold the power are voters, and this is what people want. If they didn't want that, this, they'd be, you know, screaming and yelling, but nobody's saying anything. Well, they're the same people that have, for a whole province, they, you know, they, they celebrate John the St. John Baptist Day. You know, it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Well, yeah, yeah, no, one- yeah, but come on now. How many people in Quebec celebrate St. John the Baptiste Day because it's a religious holiday. Come on. People get plastered out of their minds in Quebec. It, you know, they stay at home, they get themselves stark raving drunk. And th- thankfully, most of them stay away from the wheel of a car. Okay? They have departed yeah. They have departed from their biblical culture, you know, uh, uh, decades ago they did that. I mean, you've got more. You've got a, a, one of the highest suicide rates in the in the, in the in the world is in Quebec. You've got more people living in common law relationships in Quebec than any state or province per capita in North America. Okay, I mean they okay. turned they turned their back on biblical morality decades ago. So why anybody would be surprised that the first province to go whole hog in this whole you know uh, state sponsored homicide shouldn't surprise us at all. But there there's no way in the Bible it would be. Oh, it's not sanctioned in the Bible at all. It's not sanctioned in the Bible at all. Okay, I wanted to make one hundred percent sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the examples I use is when uh, you know uh, uh, Saul asks somebody to kill him, and uh, it's an Amalekite. And uh, the Amalekite goes and brags to King David, you know, that that uh, Saul has been killed, and they have this guy executed, you know, because they knew that was wrong, even though Saul wanted this guy to you know to kill him. And the reference for that, if anybody's wanting to know, is Second Samuel one nineteen one nine to sixteen. Listen, I gotta go, Connie. We got Second Samuel. What? Second Samuel. Second Samuel. No, Second Samuel one verses nine to sixteen. And if you if you email me JC at latenightcouncil.com, I can give you more than just that. Okay, give you a lot more than that, Connie. Yeah, good having you on. Okay, take care. Bye. Three four three three four three three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. We're sticking to our format, folks. We don't have news to go to at the bottom of the hour, so we got something that's a lot more fun. It's kind of a musical interlude that tells you a little bit about what we're going on here and where the show's going and that kind of stuff. Hope you enjoy it. I got to find it. It's around here somewhere. Oh, man. There it is. Right back in a few minutes. Stay with us. adjust your radio you're still listening to late night council i'm just getting reloaded get a line now 343-700-4390 or long distance 1844 lnc is on for those of you that like numbers 1844-562-4766 we'll be right back No bland radio here, riveting reparty, daring dialogue, lots of fun, facts, and fixing the world. Stay right where you are. 
Okay, we're up and running. We got a few shows under our belt, and we feel good about announcing that you can now advertise with us. And because we're just starting, the ads will never be cheaper than they are right now. Just give me a call at the office, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Here comes that number again, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Be a part of the Late Night Council family. We want to hear from you. Stay with us. Mondays and Tuesdays, only the important news that you're concerned about. You get my riveting commentary, and you get yours, too, if you call in. Wednesdays, it's Ask the Pastor, and then you get it again on Thursday because we replay our Wednesday Ask the Pastor show on Thursday night. Friday, the birth, the merriment, and the mayhem of Freebie Fridays. And if you miss any shows, well, that's what podcasts are for, and they'll all be available at www.latenightcouncil.com. I'm going to be right back in about uh, three or four shakes of my producer's finger. Stay right where you are. Welcome back. It's 1034 in the capital city of the most political correct nation in the world. You're listening to Late Night Council on LateNightCouncil.com. Tweet out the site. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends. And if you want to advertise with us, that's great as well. It's Wednesday night, so it's Ask the Pastor. Now, if you're listening on Thursday night... Don't call in, okay, because you're, there's nobody there to answer the phone if you're listening on Thursday night. But if it's Wednesday, oh, my goodness, the show cooks much better if you're calling in. And right now my lines are free and clear. There's going to be no waiting. 343-743-90 if you're calling in the Ottawa region. You don't have to put a one before it. I know that area code sounds weird, but that is a new area code here in eastern Ontario and western Quebec. 343-743-90. If you're calling from faraway exotic places like 
Bury, Quebec. If you're calling from Gratis, Georgia. If you're calling from Saline, Michigan, or Deadwood, Texas, one eight four four LNC is on. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. It's Ask the Pastor. It's open line, open topic. Although one Ask the Pastor Nate. I respond, I react, I answer whatever you bring to the program from a biblical perspective, from a faith perspective. Usually I try to give you scripture and verse, you know. And if I, if I can't give you scripture and verse, well, then at least you're going to get a principle of what, you know, what the Bible says about, uh, you know, whatever you bring to the program. I'm not interested in knocking other faiths. I'm not interested in saying, oh, my God's bigger than your God and, you know, you know play little dumb games like that. In fact, we got people from other faiths calling in. We get into some really, really good discussions. I don't mind, you know, pointing out the distinctions between the faith. I'm a Christian, so naturally, you know, that's, that's what I promote. That's what I believe in. And, you know, you could even call in and promote your faith. You know, I don't mind that. But my Christian faith is a starting point for discussion. And too often, particularly in mainstream media, at least in Canada, people are afraid to start off on any, you know, foot because they're so afraid of, you know, offending that nobody takes a stand for anything anymore. And you don't know where anybody stands. And that's why, you know, we're led by a bunch of, you know, uh, manipulators and deceivers. And we allow that in our leaders. It's pretty sad. Well, religious, religion, that, that's a personal thing. I don't talk about that. Hypocrite. As I said the first hour, and I love this line, and I don't mind repeating it. And in fact, you can, you can repeat this one over and over again. Jesus was not crucified for saying politically correct things. He was the guy that said, all men are going to hate you because of me. Blessed are you, this is in the Beatitudes, this is Christ talking. Blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness. righteousness. In other words, for taking a stand for justice, for taking a stand for what is morally right and pure. When you're persecuted for that, the kingdom of heaven belongs to you, Jesus said. So when I read today in the Sun media chain that Canada is now paying for baby butchering in foreign countries, I'm for, sorry, I refuse to use the sanitized 1984 Orwellian term abortion. Okay, it's baby butchering. I'm quoting David Aiken's column from Sun Media today. Canada is committed to universal access to sexual reproductive health services and rights. Oh, don't you love how they sanitize the dismemberment and the butchering of innocent babies? The dismemberment and butchering of innocent kids is called universal access to, it's called sexual and reproductive health services and rights. Those are the words of Louis Boulanger, communications director, to international development minister, Marie-Claude Bebo. We are also committed to a better and more comprehensive approach to supporting the health of women in developing countries. Unless those women are in their mother's womb, then we're going to kill them. We're out for their heads. We believe that programming decisions on these matters should be driven by evidence and outcomes, not ideology. Bull crap you do. Their whole agenda is driven by ideology. Driven by evidence. Oh yeah? Well the evidence says that that's a human little baby boy or a human little baby girl. Every, every shred of scientific evidence suggests that from the time of conception. 
So don't give me a lecture that your ideology, that your uh, uh, policy is driven on by evidence. That's bull. It's driven by a hatred of life, a hatred of life ideology. Unbelievably, unbelievable. We believe that programming decisions on these matters should be driven by evidence and outcomes, not ideology. Translation. We see nothing wrong with the wholesale slaughter of innocent children. In fact, in Canada, you can't even be a candidate in SpongeBob Trudeau's party unless you promote the wholesale butchering of innocent children. You can't be a candidate, you can't hold access. And when he's cornered, and nobody ever corners him, ever, but every once in a while, maybe one out of a thousand questions gets through, well, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau, weren't you raised Roman Catholic? Doesn't your church teach that abortion is wrong? Oh, well, my personal views have nothing to do with my ideology here. You know, uh, this is, I think that's a private thing. Hypocrite. Pretender. Whenever you hear a politician who espouses a faith that says, that's a personal thing, I don't talk about it in private, okay? That's his way of saying, I will say anything to get elected. It doesn't matter what kind of virtues or morality I espoused when I was younger. I'm in political power. I do not worship God. I worship at the altar of political expediency. Please recognize it for what it is. And the fact that not enough people hold these hypocrites and deceivers to scrutiny is the reason why, you know, we've got uh, uh, the decline in morality in, in, in Western culture. It's not just them. We've allowed them to. I've said for years, what's more dangerous than a manipulative, inept, deceptive politician? The people that vote for them. And he is simply a reflection of, of, of our culture that doesn't care anymore. I mean, we watch the footage of ISIS doing these horrible things to women and children and Jews and Christians in Iraq and Syria. Oh, these people are barbaric. Are you kidding me? Do you know what goes on in abortuaries? Have you seen video footage of babies in the third trimester get dismembered and cut apart? It's every bit as gross as anything that ISIS has ever done. And we think we're so civilized. We think we're so sophisticated. Well, you know want to know something? God is not fooled. He's not fooled at all. We've sanitized it. We've changed the vocabulary. Sexual and reproductive health services and rights. It's the wholesale innocent slaughter of, of, of innocent children. You can't even be a candidate in Trudeau's cabinet unless you're wholesale, unless you're for it. Totally. Please don't accuse me of being inflammatory, okay? Well, it's a woman's health issue. Don't make me puke. Right to choose. Spare me your Orwellian newspeak. And if you really care, show up at Parliament Hill tomorrow because the annual March for Life is tomorrow. And I just happened to be talking on issues like this. And I thought it's, you know, isn't it ironic, you know, because the Harper government pulled back funding for abortion services internationally, okay? We were funding a lot of stuff. He says, you know what? No, we're going to work at women's health issues. We're going to provide shelter and medicine for, you know, the people that, you know, that can't afford it. We're going to save a lot of lives. And he took the heat for it. Well, all of that money to fund abortions internationally 
that's been reinstated just a day or two before, you know, the biggest demonstration for life and the protection of innocent lives in Canada takes place, which is tomorrow on Parliament Hill. That's not a coincidence. Just ask the pastor on Late Night Council, 343-700-4390. That's the Eastern Ontario, Western Quebec line. 1-844-562-4766. Hey, I'm always ranting and raving. I'm always letting my opinion be known because I think it's a good one. But you got the opportunity to rant and rave and share yours as well. And on Ask the Pastor, it's, uh, it's you know, I tighten the screws of my pastor's helmet a little bit tighter. Whatever you bring to the program on Wednesday night, I'm going to react from a biblical perspective. How can you do that, John? The Bible is such an antiquated book. Oh, that's, that proves you haven't read it in a long time. Because it doesn't matter what culture you're in worldwide. doesn't matter what time frame you're in. 17th century Africa. 11th century Norway. 9th century China. It has relevant words, and it has life for people living in those time periods. And it doesn't matter what culture you're living in, it has something relevant. It has life for, for all of us. What do I mean by that? Well, call in, and I'll explain it to you. Because it doesn't matter what kind of situation or circumstances you're in. It doesn't matter what kind of news story is, 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 is uh, uh, prevalent. It doesn't matter what type of fad comes and goes. Usually there's a biblical perspective on it. And we proved it over and over because the Bible's the most relevant book that's ever been handed to mankind. So the subject matter is broad, really, really, really broad. 343-700-4390 is the Eastern Ontario, Western Quebec number. 343-700-4390. All across North America, if you're calling from Serial, Alberta, if you're calling from Woodchopper, Alaska, if you're calling from Tiffany, Wisconsin, or Jackpot, Nevada, of course there's a town in Nevada called Jackpot. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. We're going to take a, a break for some really honest, in-your-face commercials. That's the pastor on LateNightCouncil.com. Be right back after this. Stay with us. eight years ago. It now has 340,000 kilometers on it, easily the most reliable car I have ever owned. I was talking to my mechanic. I said, Irwin, you must fix a lot of cars. Is my car unique or all Yaris is like this? He said, no, they're all like that toughest little car he's ever seen. And he also said Toyota just makes better cars, the kind you keep for a long time, not the kind that you have to replace every three or four years because it's falling apart. Tony Graham, Canada Toyota. When you want a vehicle that's going to last a long time. Hey, we're all getting older. Someday you're not going to be able to cut the lawn or shovel the walk or clean out the eaves troughs like we used to. We're going to want to shift gears. Put the feet up. Let somebody else do all of that. I hope when that time comes, you'll have already checked out Orchard View Living Centers. Great facilities, great people, great programs, and best of all, a lot of happy, satisfied 
residents. Find out what living should be, orchardviewlivingcenter.ca in beautiful Manatee. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Back to Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. Glad to have you with us. Tell your friends. We're on five nights a week. Now, tomorrow night, you're going to hear a repeat of this program. Okay? We repeat the Ask the Pastor program on Thursday nights. Friday night. Friday night is Freebie Fridays. Notice I called it Freebie Fridays, not Friday Frenzy. It's Freebie Fridays. We're going to have stuff to give away. We will always have stuff to give away. And uh, for those of you that have never experienced Freebie Friday, you might be listening to us long distance online. Y- you got to tune in for that. There are three very, very different versions of Late Night Council. And you heard during the kind of like pseudo news break, Monday, Tuesday is news and whatever's on your mind. And it's open line, open topic. And we have a lot of guests on Monday, Tuesday. We plan to do it that way. Wednesday night is Ask the Pastor. We occasionally have a guest on Ask the Pastor as well. Don't have a lot of guests on Late Night Council because, uh, you know, I'm not interested in having guests that, you know, just want to get on your show because they got something to promote and they got a book to sell. Look, at, I don't want to expose my audience to people that are just, you know, uh, uh, trying to push themselves and promote themselves. I don't have guests on unless I really, really, really believe in what they're doing and what they're saying. Okay. And we've got a great roster of guests that we've had in the past. And uh, I know that all of them are online, and uh, they will want to be a part of the new version of Late Night Council. So that's coming. Wednesday nights, Ask the Pastor. The repeat is Thursday night. And then Fri- Freebie Fridays is a hyped-up, uh, it's really a trivia-based comedy show, okay? And uh, if you've never heard it before, you really need to tune on Friday night because it's our chance to cut loose and have some fun. We learned years ago. Oh, uh, more than a decade ago. You can't talk serious on Friday night, okay? Friday night, everybody wants to fool around. So we fool around on Friday night. It's a good, fun show. And uh, it's trivia-based, and we have a a ton of fun and always have uh, good stuff to give away. And with the new format, we will have even better stuff to give away, I can guarantee you, because there are no barriers now to, uh, 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 you know, companies saying, hey, John, I want to supply some prizes for Ask the Pastor. Yeah, if you want to do that, uh, Ask the Pastor, uh, Freebie Fridays, maybe we start giving away prizes on Ask the Pastor, too. Maybe it'll evolve into that. I don't know. This thing could turn into something. It could turn into a monster, folks, and, and we'll be here for you 
on LateNightCouncil.com. The phone app is coming, and uh, we're going to be making it easier and easier and easier to get access to this show. So stay with us, and uh, uh, we're going to be soldiering on. Uh, JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address, okay? We're still perfecting ways of getting emails on the program, and uh, last night we took our first email of the new format, and I've got a really nice email here from Janet. Hi, John. Anything in the Bible on how to deal with a narcissist? Janet from Carlton Place. Welcome back, John. I prayed for you to be back and listen to many podcasts of your show, okay? Thank you, Janet. It's probably your prayers that put us back on. And uh, what a great question. Anything in the Bible and how to deal with a narcissist? Well, a narcissist, if you don't know what that is, that's somebody that's all about themselves. You know, me first, me second, and uh, me third. It is a recognized... Uh, I, disorder. I have, uh, uh, you know, seen a number of lectures from psychotherapists on how to deal with narcissists, and uh, narcissists are are kind of like egomaniacs on steroids. Okay, everything is about them. They have no concept of empathizing. You know what type of uh, impact their behavior and their actions are, uh, you know, having on people around them. And uh, they can be very, very, very dangerous, dangerous people. Narcissists often uh, fall into, uh, uh, um, um, you know, vocations such as uh, you know, anything that has them being the center of attention where they're in control, like politicians. Uh, a lot of athletes are narcissists. A lot of preachers, okay, and, and, and religious leaders are narcissists. Teachers, okay, uh, you can find them in any vocation, but they tend to gravitate towards those kind of vocations where they're in control, they're in command, because they love to be the center of attention. The Bible doesn't say much about them, but you can see if you know anything about narcissism, there are characters in the Bible who are very, very narcissistic. The one that comes to mind primarily, the two of them, are, are Samson and Saul. Samson and Saul were, were, were textbook narcissists, where they really didn't care about their actions. I mean, Samson did have a bit of a tender side to him, where, you know, he, he ended up, you know, uh, finishing well, even though he ended up committing suicide. In fact, I like to refer to Samson as pretty much the only biblically sanctioned uh, suicide in, in the Bible, where, you know, he, he asked God, let me die with the Philistines, and, you know, finally fulfills God's call upon his life to bring judgment to the Philistine nation. And then there was Saul, Israel's first king who, you know, felt so threatened by David. You know, here's this upcoming, you know, really good guy that everybody loves, and, and uh, he takes him into his court, and David curries so much favor from the people that work with him that Saul gets jealous and tries to kill him. So I would say those are the probably the starkest biblical examples of narcissism. How do you deal with them? Well, I mean, you go back to the Beatitudes and, uh, you know, where, where, uh, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, 7, and 8, where Jesus says, you know, bless them that curse you, pray for those that despitefully use you. And a narcissist will despitefully use people all the time, and he doesn't even know he's doing it because he doesn't really care. It's all about him or it's all about her. And uh, you've got to be protective because they can really hurt people. And they can really, uh, uh, you, you know, they can really uh, 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 do damage uh, to uh, uh, relationships. And I would say be aware. I would say make it a matter of prayer as well. 
And if it's somebody in your, in your faith group or your church, you know, have a good open-hearted and humble talk about it. Go the route of humility. Go the road of Christ-likeness. But uh, realize, and I, if, you're, if you're part of a church, if you're, if you're talking about this of how to deal with it through a church-type setting, you need to go to your spiritual leader, your shepherd, your pastor, and, and say, look, at, I, I'm worried about this. And, and make yourself accountable to that pastor. Make yourself uh, you know, uh, vulnerable and say, look, and I'm really worried about this. How do we deal with it? And that's probably the best way. Because uh, I've, I've seen them do damage in churches. I've seen them split churches. I've seen them, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've seen marriages fall apart because of, uh, you know, a, a narcissist is, is just almost oblivious to, uh, you know, the bad behavior and the, in, uh, you know, the things that they're getting involved in. So that's a really, 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 really good question, Janet. And Janet from Almont, if it's the same, Janet, uh, you know, you were always one of my best uh, emailers, and, and I think it's wonderful that you haven't forgot us, and you got the new email address, JC at Late Night Council, and uh, we will try to get the emails on uh, the program as often as pro- uh, possible, but the calls make the show, folks. They really do, okay? 343-700-4390. It's Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390. If you're calling from any one of those faraway exotic places, or heck, you might be calling from Bancroft. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's toll free. One eight four four LNC is on. LNC stands for Late Night Council. Okay, that's that's the that's the main show name. Of course, it's Ask the Pastor tonight. One of the excuse me three versions of Late Night Council. We had a call in from David who wanted a biblical perspective, or he wanted my opinion on Donald Trump, and uh, I mentioned that there were a number of. Uh, a number of the news sources that I follow, uh, one of the biggest uh, faith uh, uh, news services on the net now is, uh, and, and they've grown immeasurably even in the last three months that I've been off the air, uh, Christian Post. If you go to christianpost.com, uh, uh, a ton of articles. Uh, some of them are very opinionated. Some of them, you know, like, you know, I, I'm not going to give really much time to. But uh, there's a guy, one of their editors is a guy by the name of Matt Barber. And uh, he put out an article today. It's dated today. And I posted this on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, JW Council, and you can, uh, uh, you know, you can uh, uh, contribute to the show live through Twitter because I do occasionally check Twitter while we're doing it, uh, the show live here. Uh, I have tweeted this or the link to this article. You can read this at your leisure, and uh, uh, you really need to because, boy, does this guy ever nail it when it comes to what I would describe as, as a... I would say it's a biblical perspective of Donald Trump, okay? And it's titled, Donald Trump, Why This Christ Follower Will Never Vote For You. I'm so glad he called himself a Christ follower because the term Christian is so open to interpretation. I mean, everybody's got a definition of what a Christian is, okay? I mean, I remember listening to Lowell Green once, you know, uh, d- trying to get forth, you know, the idea. And I love the guy. I always will. And, and he's been a tremendous influence on me. He's a good friend. And he's, you know, he's a pillar of the community here. But his views on what a Christian is, I, I totally disagree with. Lowell Green, I've heard him espouse the belief that, oh, I'm a Christian because I'm born in Canada. Really? Well, tell me, Lowell, if you were born in a garage, would that make you a car? If you were born in a chicken coop, would that make you a chicken? If you were born at the airport, does that make you, does that make you a Cessna, you know, a biplane? 
You're no more a Christian if you're born in Canada than if you were born in Ethiopia or Red China or Cucamonga outside of L.A. Like I said, there's a lot of different definitions of what a Christian is. And when we get back in the second hour, I'm going to give you what my definition is. And I want to quote you this article from Matt Barber, who calls himself a Christ follower. And that is, oh, that's, uh, that's pretty specific, isn't it? You're going to want to, you want to tune back. Going to give you our pseudo news break. Take a break. I'm going to have a bottle of water. And hopefully you're going to call in in the second hour on Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. Stay with us. Don't adjust your radio. You're still listening to Late Night Council. I'm just getting reloaded. Get a line now. 343-700-4390. Or long distance 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. For those of you that like numbers, 1-844-562-4766. We'll be right back. Bland Radio here, riveting reparty, daring dialogue, lots of fun, facts, and fixing the world. Stay right where you are. Okay, we're up and running. We got a few shows under our belt. And we feel good about announcing that you can now advertise with us. And because we're just starting, the ads will never be cheaper than they are right now. Just give me a call at the office, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Here comes that number again, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Be a part of the Late Night Council family. We want to hear from you. Stay with us.
Mondays and Tuesdays, only the important news that you're concerned about. You get my riveting commentary, and you get yours, too, if you call in. Wednesdays, it's Ask the Pastor, and then you get it again on Thursday because we replay our Wednesday Ask the Pastor show on Thursday night. Friday, the mirth, the merriment, and the mayhem of freebie Fridays. And if you miss any shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. And they'll all be available at www.latenightcouncil.com. I'm going to be right back in about uh, three or four shakes of my producer's finger. Stay right where you are. See, now, I grew up with that song in church. Do not pass me by. While on others thou art calling. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. I've heard all sorts of versions of that. That's MC Hammer's version. And, and you know, just my opinion. You want to call in and disagree. That's fine. That is the best flipping version of that song I have ever heard. Now, if you want to see it, you go on YouTube. The video is terrible for it. That's the problem with videos. You hear a wonderful song, and then you see the video depiction of it. Oh, man, it soils your enjoyment of the music. But if you can just listen to the music, oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's like, I think it's about five or six minutes long too. It's an incredible arrangement of that song. And for those of you who don't know, MC Hammer's dad was a was a, uh, a a preacher. I think he still is. I don't know if he's alive or not. In Oakland, California, he grew up in Oakland, California. Bible believing, very you know, excellent communicator. And MC Hammer, he's kind of he's kind of been a little bit like Little Richard, who was brought up in the Seventh Day Adventist faith. And Little Richard, he was in his eighties now. All his life, he's deviated between you know a wild, crazy rock and roller, you know, espousing hedonism and the whole rock and roll lifestyle, and then you know every five or six years or ten years, he'll renounce it and become a preacher for three or four years, going by the name of Richard Penniman. You can tell the guy's under conviction, man. Like he just, he just can't, he can't fully immerse himself in the rock and roll lifestyle because of the way he was brought up, he was brought up in a, in, you know, like a, a Christian environment. 
And MC Hammer's a little bit like that, too. He goes back and forth from, you know, being rap artist to preacher to rap artist. And you don't know what you're going to get when you pay to see him. You may get him preaching and doing all gospel stuff, or you may he, he may be doing, uh, you know, too legit to quit. <laughs> you know? Anyway, we're all human, aren't we? God has to use imperfect people to communicate his message. You know that, eh? Anybody who's espousing to be a Christ follower is not perfect. God has to use imperfect people because all the perfect ones are dead. We're all he's got. And if you're following me in the first hour here, you kind of know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of setting up this article by Matt Barber. The title of it, it's on ChristianPost.com. I tweeted it out earlier today. So that means it's on the Late Night Council Facebook page as well. The title is Donald Trump, Why This Christ Follower Will Never Vote For You. And if I get a chance, I want to I talk about this. And of course, to hear your thoughts on it as well. This isn't just, you know, a guy in the nation's capital here. Um, you know, uh, putting together podcasts and putting them out there for your uh, uh, your entertainment uh, uh, pleasure. Uh, this is live, and, and you're a part of it as well. And it comes alive, and I think it's a lot more fun and a lot more informative and a lot more uh, 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 stimulating to the heart and the mind uh, when you're calling in. Now, please don't call in if you've got nothing to say, okay? Never, never feel sorry for all, oh, well, you didn't get any calls. I figured I could. No, 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 no. You only call in if you've got a good question or something good to contribute to the program, okay? I know I've got good stuff to contribute to the program. I know that what I have to say is valid, okay? If you don't think what you have to say is valid or it's not going to contribute, well, then it probably is not going to contribute. It's probably not, you know, that, that airworthy. But if you got to be in your bonnet and if you've got the kind of feeling of, man, i got, I got to call in. 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec number. 343-700-4390. All across North America, 1-844-562-4766. That's going to come in handy when we have stations across North America picking up the show. Because that's the trajectory we're on. Especially in Canada, because we know between 10 to midnight, radio stations across Canada are starving for good Canadian content. So that's why we got the 1844 line. Toll free. 1844 LNC is on. Or if you like numbers, 1844 562 4766. What do you want to talk about? Well, it is the way Ask the Pastor works is you could talk about anything. But whatever you bring to the program, be it a question, be it opinion, I am going to respond, react, answer from a biblical perspective, from a faith perspective. And somebody has taken a faith perspective on Donald Trump's candidacy. And in my opinion, I think it's pretty good. If you don't, you want to call in and, and, and voice an opinion. Otherwise, great. We'll have a good discussion. Again, I posted the article in its entirety. I certainly don't have time to read you all of it, but I do want to give you excerpts because, you know, not every one of you will probably will see this. Mr. Trump, I don't oppose you because I'm a Republican and you're not. I don't even oppose you because I'm conservative and you're not. I oppose you, sir, because I'm a Christ follower. Glad he made that distinction. And he calls Donald Trump to task for the way Donald Trump has flaunted his adulterous lifestyle in his books that he promotes. You even today, and I'm quoting from the article again, 
You even today continue unrepentantly to commit those sins and boast of them on the campaign trail. Hell, some of them, like crowing about your book, wherein you brag about all the hot chicks you scored and the times you cheated on your wives, are even part of your stump speech. For his adultery, David begged God. Because there are some people, can you believe this? There are Bible-believing Christians that equate Donald Trump with King David. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you know. Lunacy is being preached in their churches. Okay, so Matt Barber addresses that for his adultery. Adultery. David begged God, "Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin." He's quoting Psalm fifty-one there. By contrast. When recently asked about God's forgiveness for your own storied past, you said, I don't have to ask for forgiveness. Why do I have to repent or ask for forgiveness if I'm not making mistakes? And so you remain an unrepentant serial adulterer who personally attacks his political opponents as stupid liars. You brag about the size of your manhead, manhood from the debate stage. Even now you say that Planned Parenthood, an organization that gets filthy rich tearing live babies limb from limb and selling their body parts, does wonderful things, and we should not defund it. Essentially stated just weeks ago that men in miniskirts have a right to shower alongside our wives and daughters and neither last nor least habitually and unapologetically verbally abuses women, somebody's wives, mothers and daughters by calling them pigs, ugly, fat or great pieces of ass. Moreover, Mr. Trump, I'm quoting from Matt Barber here, okay? This article is uh, the link is tweeted out on the Late Night Council Facebook page, and I, you know, we tweeted it out on Twitter today as well. For, moreover, Mr. Trump, if elected, you will be the very first U.S. president to have owned and or presently maintained stock in strip clubs. Your Trump Taj Mahal strip club scores in Atlantic City, for example, among the most mundane. You, sir, have profited and continue to profit from the sexual exploitation of precious young women created in the image and likeness of Almighty God. Women who not long ago were not unlike my 11 and 12-year-old daughters. You're a worldly man, Mr. Trump. You know that many of these women are drug-addicted and were sexually abused as children. You also know that strip clubs, particularly Vegas and Atlantic City strip clubs, are hotbeds for sex trafficking, sex slavery, and prostitution. This misogynistic exploitation of women and girls on your part is both reprehensible and inexcusable. And he ends the article by saying, You have not repented, and I will not vote for you, but I will pray for you. Well, he has to, because the Bible orders us to pray for those in authority over us. And boy, there's been, there's been powerful biblical examples over the ages of godly men who were in relationship and, and, and fostered relationships with very, very, very wicked leaders. The prototype, the best example, is Daniel under Babylonian rule. When Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken from Israel, and we have every reason to believe that they were castrated, put into the service of a megalomaniacal, psychotic, psychopath king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. 
and we hear Daniel making statements in an advisory capacity to Nebuchadnezzar like, O king, live forever. I mean, one of the most wicked, psychopathic kings ever to lead in world history. And yet Daniel, not only in that unbelievably oppressive, wicked culture, he not only survived in Babylon, he thrived in Babylon. So it is possible, but not once did Daniel ever sanction the morality that was going on in Babylon. Not once did he capitulate. Not once did he succumb. But he conducted himself with unbelievable wisdom and incredible grace. Three four three seven hundred four three nine zero. This is Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. Three four three seven hundred four three nine zero. If you're calling from, oh, let me see. If you're calling from a faraway place, let's say, hmm, let's say Manly, Iowa. Maybe that's where they did the Irish Spring commercial. Remember the Irish Spring commercial? It's manly, yes, but I like it too. 1-800-LNC is on. That's 1-800-562-4766. We're going to do one of our amazing... Amazingly honest, transparent, and direct commercials that these companies haven't paid for. They've just been done because we really believe in these people, and we love them. Next week, it might be different. Next week, we might have a full slate of, you know, real ads. And that's not a bad thing. If that's happening, that means that, you know, the station, the the show's probably going to stay on the air. That's going to stay on. Because the, the person that signs our checks actually rose from the dead. I can explain that to you when we get back. Stay with us. years I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them council sent you. That'll make them smile. Hey, we're all getting older. Someday you're not going to be able to cut the lawn or shovel the walk or clean out the eaves troughs like we used to. We're going to want to shift gears. Put the feet up. Let somebody else do all of that. I hope when that time comes, you'll have already checked out Orchard View Living Centers. Great facilities, great people, great programs, and best of all, a lot of happy, satisfied residents. Find out what living should be. OrchardViewLivingCenter.ca in beautiful Manitou my Toyota Yaris from Tony Graham Canada eight years ago. It now has 340,000 kilometers on it, easily the most reliable car I have ever owned. I was talking to my mechanic. I said, Irwin, you must fix a lot of cars. Is my car unique or all Yaris's like this? He said, no, they're all like that toughest little car he's ever seen. And he also said Toyota just makes better cars, the kind you keep for a long time, not the kind that you have to replace every three or four years because it's falling apart. Tony Graham Canada Toyota when you want a vehicle that's going to last a long time.
That's a very special tune. Oh, it's, it, 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 it is so incredible to be doing this program with the tunes back. On the last station I was on, they attempted to neuter the show by taking away all my bumper tunes, my intros and my extras, by taking away my opening themes. It was like, how bland can we make our radio station sound? Okay. So doing the show with all the old tunes back, oh my goodness, I can't tell you how fun it is. That tune there is a very special tune. I think only once or twice I've told you the story behind that tune. The title of that tune doesn't have a very fancy title, is Keith's Piano Prelude. The Keith is Keith Green. Keith Green sometimes referred to as the Buddy Holly of Christian music. Because in 1983, he overloaded his single-engine plane with eight people that was supposed to carry three, including him and two of his children, and some guests that were visiting his Christian kind of like compound ministry in Lindale, Texas. The plane crashed. They were all killed. And uh, there's been a a tremendous amount of folklore that's grown up around Keith Green. Incredible musician. Passionate, passionate preacher. Drove record companies crazy because he thought that, especially in the Christian record and, and publishing company, he thought that they were all just trying to get rich. He said that's not what Jesus would do. And he would, you know, produce his albums and he would give them away for free at his concerts. Or whatever you could afford to pay for them. And of course, the record execs went nuts. He was an absolute hero to, uh, to people who I would classify as real Christ followers, not just, you know, pretending Christians or nominal Christians. People that had a real passion and understood what, you know, Jesus was all about in the Bible. They just loved the guy. And I've always been a fan. Now, his life, you know, if you want to look him up on Wikipedia or, or, or Google Keith Green. Uh, there's a ton of stuff online about him. I mean, just a, a real, a real trailblazer when it came to a, you know a, a profound testimony of what it means to be a real a follower of Christ in the 20th century. But why that tune is so special is because that's the theme music we used for the old Ask the Pastors show when we were in the Niagara Peninsula and our listening audience was in Buffalo and and the Niagara Peninsula and upstate New York and all of Metro Toronto. And uh, my dad and I, my dad and I used to do a show called Ask the Pastors in Niagara. Of course, we started in Windsor uh, 34 years ago, but uh, that was the opening theme right there. So that tune has been with this show now for, oh my goodness, it's been, uh, well, it's about a good 29, 28, 30 years. Great tune should hear it it's in, in, in its entirety. We only play like the first, you know, 45, 50 seconds of it. It gets, it gets really, really good. And then it goes into, some of you may be familiar with uh, uh, the psalm. And we've quoted from Psalm 51. I quoted from Psalm 51 tonight where that is David's psalm of repentance when he messes around with Bathsheba. And he gets exposed by Nathan the prophet. And instead of trying to hide it and cover it up like a politician would do today, he immediately goes into a profound and one of the most beautiful, repentant prayers ever written. And that's what Psalm 51 is. And somebody put beautiful music to that Psalm 51. And, and I've heard it sung in churches. You may be familiar with the, with the psalm. Or maybe even more familiar with the, with the tune, uh, Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. 
Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Okay? So that piano prelude you heard that used to be our opening theme for Ask the Pastors in the 80s, like it, it goes for about four minutes. And it's, a, it's a tremendous, you know, uh, display of his, uh, you know, keyboard skills. And then, and then he goes into this, he goes into this, uh, 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 um, this kind of like, uh, uh, you know that the mood of the song is changing and people are kind of familiar with it. And then he goes into this, created me a clean heart. Oh God, one of the powerful renditions of, well, not one of the most powerful. That's the most powerful rendition of that song I've ever heard. Powerfully moving. If you can find it online, you really need to lose, listen to it. Powerful, powerful music. It's Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. 343-700-4390. That's the number if you want to call in and be a part of the program tonight. Now, I know that pride is not a good thing, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting pretty cocky here that I have not used the old phone number once tonight. This is our third installment of the new Late Night Council, and I have not used the old phone number once. I think I'm going to get one of those gold stars and stick it on my forehead and sleep with it tonight. Of course, I still got over a half hour to go. I still could screw up, you know. I'm capable of doing that. Open line, open topic, whatever you want to talk about it with that. Ask the pastor twist to it. And don't forget, if you're listening on Thursday, you can't call in. There's nobody to take your call. We are repeating this broadcast tomorrow night in this time slot, okay? That's the way the new late night council works for now. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ask the pastors repeated Thursday. And then we're back live doing Freebie Fridays on Friday night. And we are going to need calls on Friday night. I can't do, it's really, really hard to do Freebie Fridays with just me, okay? We're going to need a lot of callers calling in. Now, fortunately, you don't have to contribute to the program that much on Freebie Fridays. You just call in and be part of the question and answer, and you could win yourself a heck of a nice prize package. And I know what we're giving away tomorrow. It's going to be worth your time. It's going to be worth the fun, okay? And even, you know, it's, it, and for a while, you know, while we're building up an audience and while people are getting, you know, more online and finding out about us, okay, uh, you, you know, we are going to need participation as best as you can. I do not want you calling in because you think I can't handle the program without your call. But uh, your participation and calling in on the program in the in the first few weeks we're starting up is going to be very, 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 very valued, and I know it's going to be greatly appreciated. And uh, you know, you, you, you might have a profound impact on people. You never know. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That is the local line for Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. And if you're calling from Echo, Alabama, if you're calling from Fort Providence, Northwest Territories. If you're calling from Panacea, Florida, Deep Haven, Minnesota, 1-844-LNC is on. That's 1-844-562-4766. If you, you know, if you like, if you like numbers better than letters, of course, LNC, that, that stands for, that stands for late night council. I think we've got somebody online and I don't have a name yet. Are you there, caller? Is this, who is this? I am here. Who is it? I'm here. Uh, it's Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve, did you call in last night? Yesterday. You can't get yeah, enough of this uh, show, can you, man? You just got to call in all the time, man. It's it's you know it's this, not a bad it's great. not a bad it's not a bad addiction, Steve. No, no, I don't think so. Anyway, what's great. on your mind tonight, um, and, buddy? It's uh, Ask the Pastor tonight. What's on your mind? Nice to hear that you've got some uh, biblical stuff here we can try to talk about. Well, it's it is Ask the Pastor. That's how it works. Now we're coming down to the bottom of the hour here, so we're going to have to you know squeeze your call in here. What's your question? What's going on? What do you need to know? 
Well, uh, it's not really a question as much as um, a thought about Donald Trump. What's your thoughts um, on Donald Trump, Steve? Well, Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Oh, he's been doing some research. I'm impressed, Steve. I'm yeah. impressed, buddy. Yeah. Anytime somebody comes on my, on my, on Ask the Pastor, and they've already, you know, got some scriptures that they've been looking at. Uh, Isaiah 45, what verse? Verse 1. Verse 1. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. Okay, what's your comment on Isaiah 45? Uh, my comment is kind of uh, King Cyrus, I believe, was a very wicked, wicked king. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yet, yet it says right here that he was God's anointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's th- that and... happens quite often in the Bible where God takes a wicked leader and uses that wicked leader to judge. And in this case, Cyrus is judging, is judging, and Nebuchadnezzar was the same way. They're judging Israel because Israel wouldn't repent. Israel would not, you know, turn from their idolatry. And Isaiah and Jeremiah, you know, they would warn Israel, you know, God is bringing judgment. God is going to bring judgment because you're God, his chosen people. And if you go into idolatry, he's going to judge. So God would often bring a wicked king in from like Nebuchadnezzar came from Babylon, and, and, and he, right. he literally obliterated Israel. And they had three yeah. generations of warning to get their act together, and they never did. But was he not a part of the rebuilding of the uh, temple, King Cyrus? Cy- no, no, I don't was, believe so. Was there something? No, that something was, oh, yeah, the, yeah, it might have been. It might have been. I'd have to look it up again, okay? Free, because free, because the, um, I think it was because Ezra and Nehemiah, they appealed to Cyrus, okay, to, uh, you know, they wanted to rebuild the temple, and, and, uh, and he capitulated. They were allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the, the practice of God taking a wicked kingdom to judge his people, that's quite common in, 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 uh, in the Old Testament. So I'm kind of paralleling this to um, Donald Trump if he actually gets into office. Well, I, that, I, wouldn't, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see parallels with Donald Trump to that. I would see parallels to uh, Islam taking over Western culture and God using <laughs> Islam to judge yeah, Western culture for its, for its decadence. That's just an opinion, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, if Donald gets in, I guess all we can do is pray for him. Well, and, yeah, uh, we're, we're ordered to do that, aren't we? You know, we yeah, can't we right. can't get we can't get around that. You know, he can, he can use anybody if he can use us. Yep. He can use yep. him. You're right. That's not a bad comment, Steve. I'm gonna let you go. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Good That's having great. you on. I love the show. You all love it, and you made it better by calling in, buddy. Good having you on. Well, thank you. It's t- it's night. time for us to do our we're calling it our pseudo news break. It's not the news, but. It's better than the news. And it's a little bit of it's a little bit of yakking about what the show's about and how you can be a part of it and some reminders that we want to drive home while we're building an audience. And uh, I think the phone numbers, I think I've got the phone numbers on that little pseudo news break as well. Okay? So you just stay right where we are, where you are, and we'll be right back. Stay with us.
Don't adjust your radio. You're still listening to Late Night Council. I'm just getting reloaded. Get a line now. 343-700-4390. Or long distance, 1844 LNC is on. For those of you that like numbers, 1844-562-4766. We'll be right back. No bland radio here, riveting reparty, daring dialogue, lots of fun, facts, and fixing the world. Stay right where you are. Okay, we're up and running. We got a few shows under our belt. And we feel good about announcing that you can now advertise with us. And because we're just starting, the ads will never be cheaper than they are right now. Just give me a call at the office, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Here comes that number again, 613-740-0607, extension 232. Be a part of the Late Night Council family. We want to hear from you. Stay with us. and Tuesdays, only the important news that you're concerned about. You get my riveting commentary, and you get yours, too, if you call in. Wednesdays, it's Ask the Pastor, and then you get it again on Thursday, because we replay our Wednesday Ask the Pastor show on Thursday night. Friday, the mirth, the merriment, and the mayhem of freebie Fridays. And if you miss any shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. And they'll all be available at www.latenightcouncil.com. I'm going to be right back in about uh, three or four shakes of my producer's finger. Stay right where you are. Now, now, we offered a challenge 
last night, and nobody has called in yet to take us up on it, okay? Of course, Freebie Fridays is coming Friday night. Tomorrow night is a rebroadcast of this show tonight, okay? We do Wednesday night Ask the Pastor live, and then we rebroadcast it live on Late Night uh, Council at 10 o'clock on Thursday night. But uh, those of you that tuned in last night, I asked you to tell me where that tune is from, okay? The tune that we've been using for our what, I, what we call our pseudo uh, uh, news break, okay? And if you could guess the tune, okay, we get your name and your number, and, and we put your name in the ballot bucket for uh, Freebie Fridays. You may not even be able to listen to Freebie Fridays. Well, that's the first time I've ever done that. Asked a trivia question earlier in the week, and your name and your number goes in the ballot bucket for Freebie Friday, and you could be eligible to win the prize package at the end of the program. If you can name me that tune that we've been playing during our pseudo-news break. Now, I've played it for a number of people, and a lot of people know, yeah, that's familiar. Where's that from? I know where that's from. Well, if you call in tonight, okay, and get and get the uh, get the question right, well, I'll get your name and your phone number. Of course, it's on my screen, and, you know, we can see what your phone number is. And uh, don't worry, we're not sharing the information with anybody, but I'll get your name, I'll get your phone number, and uh, I will put your name in the ballot bucket for uh, Freebie Friday. And you'll be eligible to win, even if you don't listen on Friday night. And that would be a first. That would be a first. We have never had anybody, anybody have their name in the ballot bucket on Friday night, you know, that wasn't listening on Friday night. But if you can name the tune that we're doing the pseudo news break with, and uh, where's it from, uh, we want to hear from you. 343-700-4390. That's the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec number. 343-700-4390. 1-844-LNC is on is for the rest of the continent. That's one 562 4766 Going to bring Mike on to ask Hi, the John. pastor. How you doing, Mike? What's on your mind? Oh, great. Uh, I'm so glad to have you back on the air, too. Well, I'm glad to be um, back on, too, Mike. Well, I, you know I've been following the American politics, and I couldn't resist the Donald Trump stuff. You're so, kind of addicted to uh, that stuff, aren't you? And I've... And I've well, and I've been, you know, watching. I've actually been reading more and more of the Christian uh, news media, and I've read a number of the battles back and forth between the different. Uh, because believe it or not, there were legitimate churches and, and Christian organizations pushing Donald Trump. Well, one of the highest, pro- one of the blowing. one of the highest profile guys is uh, Jerry Falwell's son who's now yep. the chancellor of Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Of course, Jerry Falwell being the founder of the Moral Majority. And that's his son, and he's come out slugging, endorsing and, for Donald Trump. And as a matter of fact, uh, there was somebody on the board of that university that spoke out against it yeah. on principle, and he was asked, he was basically let go. He was fired from the university. So, I mean, just part of that Donald Trump thuggish pushing people, uh, you know, bully tactics. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, it's very teamsterish, which is just so Jesus, because Jesus was all about teamsters and those, you know, disciples running around pushing people <laughs> and, and knocking people around. Yeah, right? enfo- knocking heads en- and... en- enforcing the Beatitudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you get you know, over here and turn the other cheek. and humility. You get over here and turn the other cheek or we'll bust you in two. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I one of the things that I really found fascinating watching this because I was a cruise guy right from the beginning I still am, and I mean you know I know quite a bit about Cruz and I know about his dad his dad's a minister 
um, they take their faith seriously. It's not just they're not just token Christians who you know wave that flag to get some votes. Yeah, I think Trump um, is saying really that because he knows. It. Yeah, Trump is saying that because he knows there's votes there. Well, you know, two two Corinthians or whatever, I guess, went into a bar. However, that goes. Um, I mean, you could tell that he was not a follower of the Bible. I mean, he's never been. People, well, I've, I've heard you say so many times, even the devil believes in, in God. Well, the devil and, goes so to church more than anybody deal. in the city. Yeah. Does he live it? Does he practice it? Does he practice what he preaches? I don't think so. I haven't seen it yet. Look, at, I've been following man. that guy's life for 30 years at least. Okay. And I mean, I would put him in the same category as somebody like, like Howard Stern. Or Hugh Hefner, okay? I well, think I think about the virtues of Christianity as much as I do from Howard Stern or Hugh Hefner as I do from Donald Trump. That's the reputation he's had for 30 years. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're trying to say, well, you know, Ronald Reagan changed his belief structure. He changed in the 60s. He was, he was a Republican and advocating. That time for choosing speech, he wrote himself. He advocated... Yeah. Christian conservative values for decades before he was Reagan president. was the president of the Screen Actors Guild in the 60s, and uh, he did such a good job that he ended up becoming the governor of California, and he was espousing those beliefs and those virtues. Certainly not a perfect man, but you cannot, no, no. You, cannot you know, uh, uh, accuse him of, you know, a, 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 a leper changing his spots, you know? Well, no, and, and I mean, like, let's go over some of these things. I mean, Donald Trump accused... Uh, ben Carson, uh, he, he compared him to a child molester. Mm-hmm. He accused Ted Cruz of, of adultery, which was completely unsubstantiated. What happened to not bearing false witness? Yeah, he, ch- um, he accused then, Ted Cruz's dad of trying to kill Kennedy, too. I, yeah, I mean, and I mean, ludicrous so stuff. Crazy. I've never even heard liberals go that crazy. Nobody. I mean, I heard liberals saying how nutty that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I really found fascinating watching this this contest play out. It's almost like there is something very godlike playing out here. Um, I mean, when, when people talk about God appointing uh, or anointing some evil or some bad person to be a leader, I think that's generally something you don't want to have happen because that oh, means I know. you're about to get thumped. Yeah, and um, I think I find I, it. I think I, that's go, that's in play right now. Well, and I'll tell you, I think what's happening. It's very interesting because anytime, anytime God seems to be ready to punish somebody, he always gives them that opportunity, almost the Jonah uh, story. He gives them that opportunity to turn back over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you had somebody in Ted Cruz who lived it, who believed it, who practiced what he preached. He wasn't just making statements. He really believed it. And, and mainstream and, media I hated mean, him, so you knew he was doing something right. Well, yeah, and, and exactly. I mean, he was more shut out from anybody. He wanted to, all of Trump's sins were painted onto that man. You tell me one thing Cruz was lying about. You tell me one thing Cruz mm-hmm, was doing mm-hmm. adulterous. When they put that story out about he had a not just a, he, he didn't just have an affair. He had five with women at like public events in closets. Who would believe that? It was so crazy. It was almost as stupid as the you know Palin uh, sniffing cocaine off oil drums. It was so ridiculous. Nobody wanted to go there with that story. That's how stupid it was. Yeah, but there's but enough. I mean, there's enough people. That, how virtuous he was. Yeah, but there's enough people who are predisposed to hate the guy that they picked it up and they believed oh, it and they promoted it and they, well, they spread it around. And, and another thing, but I mean, it's very interesting that they had such a clear choice. You, would, you couldn't even say, well, they were all bad or this or that. I mean, it is so black and white different. 
And what's even more stunning about this election is hardcore, diehard, very solid Christians and conservatives, people who, who worshipped Reagan, have abandoned everything they've stood for for the last 10, 15, 20 years and thrown in with this man despite all the things. He accused the Bushes of being responsible for 9-11. You wonder why they're not supporting him. I mean, it, it, the stuff he has said is so over the top. Well, th- it's so bad. And but, but by Mike- the way... And I don't mean to justify people supporting him, but there is quite a movement in the states that's saying, look at anybody but Hillary, anybody but Hillary. And there are people backing Donald Trump because of that. And, and you know what? If you have, if, I think it was a, is it, oh, geez, is Spurgeon Sturgeon, is it the quote came from where if you, if you have a choice between two evils, you choose none of them. Yeah, it's probably Charles neither. Spurgeon. Probably Charles Spurgeon. Yeah, yeah. I, I just butchered the quote, but I mean, I. I've been feeling that way for a long while, and I mean, usually it's no, no. You have to take the lesser of two evils. Wrong. You're going to get evil. You yep. you have to take a stand. You have to be willing to go to that cross if that's your choice. Or you go do to the cross. Or you do something creative and you make a statement with it. You know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a, like I'm a big American founders, and I mean, with the confirmed reliance and divine providence, we mutually pledged to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They did not think they were going to win. They thought they were going to die, but they stood yep. for what they believed was right. You stand for what's right, and if that gets you the cross, then you go to it. Welcome. You welcome it. You don't go to. You don't do the thing with the with the Pharisees and say, well, we want to keep ourselves going here. Yeah. And abandon what we stand for and what we live for. I, that's just anybody that supports this at this point, I think if there was ever a chance to, to choose nothing, this is the time to take a stand against doing the wrong thing. Mike, you were an awesome caller on the last radio show, and boy, you haven't lost anything, buddy. Good having you back. Call Thanks, in again. John. Good having you on. We got some awesome callers. George from Iron Pryor has not called into the new show yet. None of the late night council legends have called in yet. Shirley hasn't called in yet. Gus hasn't called in. George from Iron Pryor. There's the three late night council legends right there. Well, we're waiting. Right back after this. Stay with us. My Toyota Yaris from Tony Graham Canada eight years ago. It now has 340,000 kilometers on it, easily the most reliable car I have ever owned. I was talking to my mechanic. I said, Erwin, you must fix a lot of cars. Is my car unique or all Yaris's like this? He said, no, they're all like that toughest little car he's ever seen. And he also said Toyota just makes better cars, the kind you keep for a long time, not the kind that you have to replace every three or four years because it's falling apart. Tony Graham Canada Toyota. When you want a vehicle that's going to last a long time. Hey, we're all getting older. Someday you're not going to be able to cut the lawn or shovel the walk or clean out the eaves troughs like we used to. We're going to want to shift gears. Put the feet up. Let somebody else do all of that. I hope when that time comes, you'll have already checked out Orchard View Living Centers. Great facilities, great people, great programs, and best of all, a lot of happy, satisfied residents. Find out what living should be orchardviewlivingcenter.ca in beautiful Manitou. 
For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Don't forget, tomorrow night is a repeat broadcast of tonight's show. Okay, so if you tell your friends to tune in, they can't call in tomorrow. They will not. There's nobody to answer their phone tomorrow. Okay? Wednesday night's Ask the Pastor. Thursday night is a repeat of Ask the Pastor. Mark Warren, I need you all back for Friday night when we do Freebie Fridays and give away some great stuff. I'm still looking for somebody, you know, to tell me what was the, the, the name of that tune we're using for our pseudo-news, uh, you know, break. And your name and your phone number will go in the draw for uh, Freebie Friday. Two nights from tonight. 343-700-4390 is the Eastern Ontario-Western Quebec line. 343-700-4390. All across North America, one eight four four lnc is on That's one eight four four five six two. 4766. It seems as though in the new show that Steve is the most, you know, popular name of, you know, callers that are calling in. Steve, you're you're on the air. I'm telling you, hi John. Good to have you on again, buddy. Thanks. Don't mind regular oh, callers. Don't time. mind don't mind regular callers, especially you know with us get up, up and getting started, you know, in the first couple of weeks yeah, of the program. Here. Um I'll get right to the point. I'm just wondering what the difference between atonement and redemption is. Not much. I'm sure. I'm sure if you. I'm sure if you got it. If you uh, pulled out a thesaurus, and you looked up atonement, redemption would be there as another word for atonement. Because both of them is, you know, the the sin's been paid for. You know, redemption. Right. Uh, you've been redeemed. You know. Is that like uh, repenting? No, no. Re- redemption and atonement is. Uh, I mean, like, if you're applying it to uh, a salvation, if you're applying it to the blood that Christ shed to atone for our sins. To right. redeem us, okay, to pay the price right. and to pay the price for our sins. So atonement is the price for the sin. Redemption is, you know, like what he provides for us because of the atonement. Have you got that? So there's mm-hmm. the difference there. We are redeemed because he atoned. You know what I mean? Right. Okay? Yeah, and, and, and and we apply that, you know, it's not repentance, okay? Repentance is what's necessary to reap the benefit of redemption and atonement. You got that? Wow. There, there's the difference <laughs> right there. So like there's like atonement and redemption is available to anybody, but if there's no repentance, if there's no acknowledgement of sin, that's why we've been talking about uh, 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 you know Donald Trump. There are people that compare him with, you know, David. Well, David sinned and God, you know, still was, you know, uh, uh, upon him. Yeah, but David right. repented eloquently and David renounced his sin. 
Okay, uh, you know Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going around bragging about his sins. You know. Yeah. So there's a big yeah, difference I'm not there. I'm a big Trump fan. I'll have to admit to that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't want anybody to think I'm a Hillary fan either, just because you know we're exposing you know uh, Trump's foibles. But but you know Trump. Trump is courting the evangelical, you know, religious right, uh, a vote yeah. in the states. And you know the fact that some of them are getting fooled by his act. They must not. They must not have kept track of what this guy's been about for the last thirty years. Yeah, he scares me. If he makes it the president, I'm building a fallout shelter. That's the first thing I'm. Doing. Well, you ought to be doing that because of you know who's leading our country. Forget Trump. He's got nothing to do with it, man. We're in. Well, we're in. We're in. We're in bad enough Trump shape, with. you know, with you know what's going on here. Never mind, you know, you know, uh, yeah, the state's making our lives more complicated. I don't see Trudeau as the Antichrist, but Trump's pretty close. Trudeau's not smart enough to be the Antichrist. <laughs> you know? Come on. Steve, thanks for your call, yeah. buddy. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Donald Trump made a, a statement this week that uh, Russell Moore is a, is a, he's a bad, you know, bad representative for evangelicals. And I didn't even know who Russell Moore was. So... Um, I immediately thought, well, you know what? If, if Trump is dissing this guy, I, I need to find out about him. So I did some research on Russell Moore, and apparently this Russell Moore is really getting under um, Donald Trump's skin. And I found out that Russell Moore is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention and author of a book entitled Onward, Engaging the Culture Without Losing the Gospel. Okay. So a Southern Baptist Convention, uh, you know, biggest religious denomination in North America outside of the Catholic Church. Easily, you know, the, the biggest denomination it, that would be a voice, not the voice, but a voice of the religious right. And he's had some things to say, okay? I mean, he was called down by Donald Trump this week as a poor voice for evangelicals. And um, I've got a copy of... Russell Moore's article that's in Christianity Today. Now, this was a couple of months ago. So when, you know, when Christianity Today, when, when, when a, 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 an article has been published, you know, like a lot of uh, media outlets, you know, a month ago, they make it available online for free. You don't have to pay for it, you know. And uh, if you go to Christianity Today, you could read this article, and you, you're going to quickly come to a conclusion, you know, it's going to reveal why, this guy's ticking Donald Trump off. And anybody that's ticking Donald Trump off, I kind of want to know a little bit more. So I'm going to give you a little bit of his article here, okay? Unless Jesus of Nazareth is on the ballot, any election forces us to choose the lesser of evils. Across every party and platform, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Still, the question is a valid one. Believing in human depravity doesn't negate our sense of responsibility. By the standard of God's law, every person is a liar. But that doesn't mean we should hire an employee we know has a pattern of lying. Jesus taught that all who have lust in their hearts are adulterers. But that doesn't mean a woman should shrug her shoulders when she learns her potential new husband is a serial philanderer. He's making some good points here. When Christians face two clearly immoral options... We cannot rationalize a vote for immorality or injustice just because we deem the alternative to be worse. The Bible tells us we will be held accountable not only for the evil deeds we do, but also when we give approval to those who practice them. That's like voting for people who practice evil. 
and he quotes Romans 132, and that reference is, is very appropriate. It is explicit with what Russell Moore is illustrating there. This side of the New Jerusalem, we will never have a perfect candidate, but we cannot vote for evil, even if it's our only option. I'm glad he's ticking off Trump. <laughs> His whole point is the goal and motive of a Christian of a Christian is is not, you know, electing the you know the right candidate, okay? The whole motive and goal of a, uh, and motive of a Christian is not to elect the right candidate. It's to honor God with the responsibility we have in a democracy. And in a democracy, man, we got a lot, that's a heavy, heavy duty responsibility. I don't think most North Americans understand the responsibility of democracy. And that's why we got such lousy leaders. Doug has emailed me at jc at latenightcouncil.com. Donald Trump is a sinner like all of us. He needs our prayers. The populace, I don't disagree with you at all, Doug. The populist movement behind Trump is not even about Trump. It's about average people in America being disenfranchised with the direction politicians have been taking their country over the past decade. This isn't about Americans needing a religious government to rule the American people. This is about Christ-following Americans needing a government that will serve them. Think Rob Ford phenomena. Just give us a politician that will work to serve we the people. All good points, Doug. But I haven't seen in Donald Trump evidence that, you know, that guy is who you're looking for. I think Russell Moore nails it when he says, yeah, definitely the lesser of two evils, but that doesn't mean you vote for the lesser of two evils. You make a statement and maybe vote for a, a minor candidate. And then James emails us at jc at latenightcouncil.com. It was pretty good for James. Christ was born in a manger, and many people see he was the lamb. Well, yeah, James, you're, you're, you know, you're, Getting into what is you know some of the core of, of of Christian theology there. Stay with us, James. We're gonna work on you, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have you. We're, we're gonna make a, a a Christian theologian out of you before we're finished, James. Trust me, it's gonna happen. Three four three, seven hundred forty three ninety. I've got it on a label, right on my portfolio here. So I get it good and memorized. I got about a minute left of the program, and I didn't use the old phone number once tonight. Oh, I'm going to get that gold star when I get home. one 844 is on. Tell your friends about it. LateNightCouncil.com. Got a repeat of this broadcast, okay? A repeat of this broadcast tomorrow night, and then we're back 10 o'clock live with Freebie Friday and stuff to give away, and hope you're going to be a part of it. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Ha 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 ha!